The episode you're about to listen to is something Kirsten and I wanted to make and spread her message and story. If this is something you might not be ready to hear or listen to, then that is perfectly fine. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure you reach out to Kirsten and show her some love. I also kept saying her name wrong this entire episode, so please forgive me, Kirsten, and all of you guys listening. But I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Do not let it define you. Know who you are and make sure you don't lose that sight of that throughout the whole process because it gets it gets really hard when you start to have a false impression of your own self and that's the one hardest things to get out of what is up ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the number one cheerleading podcast in the world if you're new to the podcast hey make sure you click that subscribe button wherever you're listening spotify apple Podcasts. But uh, hey guys, today's episode is very, it's its an episode I want you guys to listen all the way through. Uh, it will mean a lot to me and my guests. My guest cheered at Cutstown University, cheered at Iowa Western, and she's currently at UCF where she won 2020 Nationals with a co-ed team. This is my guest, Kirsten. How you been? I've been really good. I've been, you know, just getting through the quarantine Settling in with my new classes this semester. I was going to ask you, what's new at UCF? Um, well, right now we're just doing some online things. We're, we're allowed to go to open gym and stuff. But other than that, we're pretty much online with our meetings and stuff like that. Still trying to figure everything out to make sure we can come back and be corona-free. Are you guys cheering in football games this year? Um, we're not sure yet. We have no information sure on that. Um, hopefully we will be, okay. but... We should know pretty soon, hopefully, whenever the football team decides, that's when we'll know. So we kind of are on the last the last end of that information, but yeah, hopefully we'll be figuring some stuff out soon. So Kirsten, tell me, tell me the beginning of cheerleading. Tell me where, where your fantastic skills come from, from the beginning. So I actually started cheerleading a little bit in high school. Um, I got into it after I stopped doing gymnastics. Um, My mom had a stroke when I was younger, so I had to stop doing gymnastics and start um, getting a job and working and paying for, you know, things around the house, stuff that we needed. And so I had to grow up at a younger age than most. And I got into cheerleading because I really just couldn't see myself not doing a sport in college and being able to handle college because Mm -hmm. I am someone that needs structure and, you know, being in a sport really helps you with that. And like the academics, you have to have a certain GPA to be able to qualify and participate in cheerleading as well. So I thought that would really help me. And unfortunately, I hadn't really gotten into any colleges that I applied to except for one college in Pennsylvania, which is where I'm from. And that college was Kutztown University. So I decided to go there and I found out that they had a competitive cheer team that was all girl. And I had a great year there. I had so much fun my first year of college, you know, freshman in college, going out, having fun, partying, you know, the full college you, experience. I was going to ask you, Kirsten, uh, when, for schools that you were picking, was that the only school that you saw as an option? No, I, I actually had applied to many more schools than that, and that was one that mm-hmm. I didn't really want to go to. But it was the only one I got in. So I had to go there. That was like my only option. It was either there or no college at all. Or community college in Pennsylvania, which I did not want okay. to do. 
<laughs> so yeah, so I decided to go there, and then I um, I got into the cheerleading there, and I went to college nationals, and I competed with the team, and I hung out with one of my own old hometown friends that attended Iowa Western Community College, and he was a cheerleader mm-hmm. there, and so he kind of was talking to me, asking me if I was happy where I was. And I wasn't really happy in Pennsylvania because that's where I grew up my whole life. And I knew I needed to get out of there. And I wanted to get out and see what there was outside of the state that I grew up in. And so I was like all for it when he was telling me like, hey, like you're not that bad at stunning. Like you can come through and probably get a scholarship here if you just talk to my coach and come out to tryouts. And I was like, all right, like, that's fine. I'll, I'll do it. I'll just go out there and try out. And so I ended up going out and trying out. I loved the coach. Jeff Snow was amazing. He was one of the best coaches I've ever had on all my years of sports. But I loved it there. I loved him. I loved the vibe. And so I just decided to do it. I was like, yeah, I'm going to transfer here and I'm going to do this. So when I go to um, Iowa Western, that's a two-year school. So I was planning going there for two years and then hopefully transferring somewhere else. On my way to Iowa Western, um, I had to go out there a little bit earlier than my um, other teammates because my sister was going on a trip and she couldn't take me to school when everyone else was getting there. And so leading up to it, I went to Michigan, hung out with my family, and then we drove all the way to Iowa. And my family dropped me off. And this is where everything kind of turned upside down for me in my life, like this was one of the like the worst parts of my life so far in my 23 years. But my family dropped me off at school and they said goodbye. And I had met two football players that helped me move in. And so I was just hanging out with them for a couple of days, you know, just the only people I knew on campus. And mm-hmm. um, one day, one of the football players came to my room and I didn't invite him there, so it was really weird. And I felt very uncomfortable about the whole situation in itself. I didn't really want him in there, but he was being friendly and nice and whatever. But he ended up taking advantage of me that day in my room. And against my will, I I said no so many times. And I became a victim of sexual assault. And I was raped. And in this moment... I didn't know that this is what had happened to me. I was very confused. I felt felt very alone. I was 18 hours away from home. I, nobody was there yet. I still had no friends. So I kind of just locked myself in my room for the last six to seven days until all of my teammates moved in. And then if you've been in college before, you know that at the beginning of the season every year, we have a sexual assault meeting where they – they give you warnings about what's what not like what should not be happening and things that are wrong and that you should speak up about and while I'm sitting through this meeting I I got really emotional and I I had realized that like I had been raped and I needed to say something about it and I couldn't sit through the whole meeting I had to leave the room halfway through and I was really upset and um so my teammates after like came up to me and they're like, what's wrong? Like, what, why did you leave? Are you okay? And, and I was like, I, I think that this happened to me. Like there was a man here that like did this to me like recently. And they're like, you need to go like talk to the coach. You need to go talk to the people that they told us to talk to. And so I did, I went in and 
And then I find out that the guy that had taken advantage of me had also taken advantage of another girl that was an athlete at Iowa Western. And then I thought, I felt so guilty. I was like, oh my gosh, if I would have said something, I could have saved her from going through this. Like all these thoughts are running through my mind. I'm so upset. Like I just feel disgusting. I feel degraded. I feel worthless. Like, and I had no one to talk to that I knew because I was so far away from home. And I knew that if I were to call my family about this, they might, they might try to get me to come home. And for me, going to Iowa Western, getting out of Pennsylvania, that was my only ticket out of there. And I knew that if I went home, I would just turn into a waitress in my hometown and get stuck there like everyone else I had known and everyone told me not to do. You just felt like it wasn't the right, like going back home, you just knew it wasn't the right place. Yeah, I just knew that I couldn't do that. I knew that if I went home, I was throwing away this opportunity that I got. And when I found out about getting to go to Iowa Western, I um, I was so excited. I, I couldn't believe that I was going to be able to do all of these cool cheerleading skills that I had been watching on Instagram and, and to get to be able to, you know, excel in in athletics again after doing competitive gymnastics for so long i just was so excited for that to learn everything and get to do all these new things and i was just so excited about it so i didn't want to go home and you know throw it all away so i decided to um just kind of deal with it on my own with the school luckily i had proof of what had happened to me and i did get the guy expelled from school and um it was really hard for me for a long time. It was it was a journey and I had a lot of my teammates that had my back throughout the whole entire thing. Thank God for all of you mm-hmm. if you're listening. Um you guys really helped me, like saved me and it was definitely like rock bottom for me from there. Like I was hurting. It was it was hard. I felt degraded and just no self-confidence. I was yeah, at my all-time low for sure. This is uh when for me it's i can't i can never know that feeling it makes me so it makes me so mad knowing that there's like there's people like that out there you know and something for me which is why you know something some serious to talk about and it's something that should should be talked about um you know when i was a freshman at this small little college I was that typical dude that would just stay at my dorm and it was it was at midnight. I mean, I'll probably go out to parties, but most of the time I would just stay in my room and with my roommate and just play video games and just chill. And this was uh, this was when I was in the cheer team and there's there was there was times where the girls because I was the only guy on the, on the cheer team. So I was kind of like that one guy that just like they they they, they just knew but they felt so comfortable being around like if something were to happen at a party and they knew they, they weren't safe or something happened, they knew they could always come to me in my dorm, like just chill, you know, at the futon, you know, watch TV or, or watch my friends and I play video games. But in knowing that I could have like, like they felt comfortable in a place. And for me, like, it just makes me mad. That, like, like, these football players like like sorry my like, excuse my language but like you know yeah it's something but and that's why like 
I think the amount of support, the support is huge yeah. when it comes to something like this. And like I said, I've never experienced it, but for someone that's going through something like this or that have been through this journey is, I think, you know, just, you're not alone. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing about this is that I really did want to share this story for, I've been wanting to share it for a while because I know I'm not alone and it's very easy for this to happen. Like this, this happens all the time. This happens mm-hmm. every day to women and men, but, and it's hard to talk about and people don't talk about it enough and it's not okay. And I think it's really important for anyone that has gone through something like this to be able to know that what they went through was not their fault. And, you know, you, you, when you get into a situation like this, you, you become a victim in your mind and you start blaming yourself. You're like, I shouldn't have let him in. I should have locked the door. I shouldn't have had these, I shouldn't have hung out these boys that I didn't know alone. And you just don't think about those things because you think that it's something that would never happen to you. And then when it does, it's just like, you know, oh my God, like Mm -hmm. I'm that person, you know? And like, it was really hard for me to overcome that victim mindset at first. And, you know, I was having nightmares. I was, I was going through it like all every day, every day I woke up and luckily for me, I had cheerleading and that was the place where I would go into practice and I would forget about everything that had happened to me. I would, I would get so lost in like the work and like the grind. I was having so much fun with my teammates, like just learning all these new skills, doing all these new things. And I had such a great coaching staff, like up there encouraging me like the whole time that I was like, I never wanted to leave practice. Like whenever I practiced mm-hmm. over, we would get together and stunt more. Like it was just, it was just what we did. And, and I really, I really am just so glad that I, I stuck it out and I stayed and I, you know, I kind of made it, I made it turn me into something positive, like the redemption. Yeah. It's like your, your story is like you said, you've hit rock bottom and from there, how do you go about it? Yeah. And this is, I mean, you're a phenomenal cheerleader. You are literally your skills, the way you stunt, it's explosive and you're just, and like I said, we've talked before this, this whole episode guys. And I feel like I feel like we're like just best friends. I honestly, you're you're so down to earth. But tell me the redemption story. This is where really you started connecting the dots. Yeah. So, so we get we get a little bit further into the year. You know, I'm still overcoming all of these thoughts, and I'm really I'm really going through it on my own, but also with other people. And you know, we just really start picking up steam. It's about to be national season. We all go home for Thanksgiving break, and then. Um, one of my teammates, he was at a party and I guess he, he drove home and he drove his car into a tree and he died. Like this was tragic. It was like one of the worst things I've ever had to go through, like other than the other thing. Like it was just like crazy because it's like all in one year, you know, it's just like, I can't win, you know, like this is, things just keep going wrong. I was just like, it was so it was so hard and the whole team was just grieving about this together and like we had to rework everything with the nationals routine and just it was just super it was very hard time like it was a very hard time for everybody involved and in your mind did you think there was like a way of coming out of this or did you feel personally like like what's going on 
you know like what's good you know what's good was like 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 when is this gonna end yeah i did think like that a lot too and that and that was something that i've grown a lot through because like it's so easy for you to say like why me why is this happening to me like why do i keep having to deal with these hard like tragic things going down in my life you know like mm-hmm. when, when is it gonna look up you know you always think that but everything that i've learned from these two key moments and in, in particular is that you know they, they happen for a reason they're meant to change you like things like this are meant to change you and to change your perspective and to give you a new way of thinking and living and that's really how i took it especially when we lost kyler um I w- that really hurt a lot for me. He was a source of major confidence for me in the in the practice room. He was very helpful and like just helping me like have confidence to throw baskets and stuff like that. Because when believe it or not, when I started doing cheerleading, uh, baskets scared the crap out of me. I was so scared of them. And Kyler was one of the pe- people that would really like, "Hey, you're amazing. You got this. Don't even think about it. You're good." And like he really helped me there and and when he was gone it was it was really hard you know obviously just missing that energy in the room and but i know all of us like everybody that went through that that year like we've all been changed for like in the better in a better way because we knew him and that's and that's how i had to look at it like thank god i got to meet him and also back to like what i was talking about before like thank god that you know i was I was a victim of sexual assault, but thank God I'm still alive after, you know, there's Mm -hmm. always a plus side in every situation, no matter how terrible it is, there's always going to be a good part that you can find in it. And that's, that's one of the major things that I've learned throughout all the things I've had to go through with that. So, you know, there's always light at the end of the tunnel in my eyes, (laughs) but yeah. And so, that was like a little bit on the first year I had at Iowa Western. And then, of course, we went to mm-hmm. the heat and we lost to Shelton, unfortunately. And that was devastating as well. And then um, we gear up. We're getting ready for next year. We're so excited. And this was like the next year I would arguably say that was the best year of Iowa Western. We had so much talent, just so much like energy we were so competitive we just really wanted it you know we worked all mm-hmm. all year we were so excited to go to nationals and compete and unfortunately we didn't come out on top there either and then um what happened there um we actually had a we had a technical drop um one of our full-ups drops unfortunately and that's pretty much what cost us oh, okay. i think and so yeah so we got another second place and then i'm just like you know what <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever win college nationals. But this, that's how I feel. And so after that, I'm starting to get into the whole recruiting process again, and like um, just speaking at all these schools. And so you're done with with Iowa Western, right? It's only two years. Yeah, it's only a two year school. So I got okay. my associate's degree there, which was a really cool thing for me. You know, just get a get a degree. Love that. And um, so after after that, you know, I'm trying to figure out where I want to go next, and. The top two choices for me ended up being UCF and Hawaii. And I loved Hawaii. It was one of my dream schools. I wanted to go there so bad. And like, and I had everything set up to be able to go there comfortably. And I decided not to go because um, I just didn't want anything to happen to my mom. And I wouldn't be able to be home for that. 
I would want to be able to get home as soon as possible if my mom was in any sort of trouble or just like health conditions and stuff like that because she is and you said and you said family you said family for you means everything too yeah oh for sure my mom and my sister mean everything to me like we're so close we grew like I grew up with just a single mother and that was really hard obviously I mean and my dad was a drug addict as well so we weren't getting any sort of child support growing up so we struggled a lot and you know I just there's such a deep bond between me and my sister and my mom that like I just would never want to miss anything if I needed to be there for like mm-hmm. anything that could go wrong. And so I decided to go with UCF, which was not my only reason for going there. I loved UCF. Um, after I had gotten to know Coach Linda at first, I did not want to go to UCF. I had heard some things that um, kind of put me off about it. But um, I won't share them because it's not true at all. What I was told before mm-hmm. I came, I have had an amazing- At the moment, right? At the moment, you that's what you kind of saw, you heard. Yeah. And it's obviously like any yeah. anyone coming into a school, I mean, there's going to be yeah. stuff that people are going to tell you. But I mean, at the end of the day, you have to be there, I guess, to really experience it. Exactly. And that's the thing. You're always going to hear good and bad things about any school. Any program's going to have it because nothing's perfect. And, mm-hmm. you know, everybody, everybody has their opinion and everyone has their own experience. And that was one thing that I really told myself, like, hey, you know, people, you know, might, might not have the best opinion of this place, but they're not you, you know, like, they're not me. I can, I can make my own experiences and make my own connections and my own relationships in the way that I want to, you know, I don't know mm-hmm. how they are on that. So I'm not going to take their advice. I'm going to go see for myself and how I feel off that. And how I felt when I talked to Coach Linda was just completely secure. I felt felt like this was a place that was opening their arms to welcome me in. And that also wanted to see me excel in athletics, but also school. And that was huge for me because I really need somebody to be on me with my school. I'm not not into academics. I, I don't love it at all. Like, I'm just trying to get through it to the end you know and I just needed someone to also like just realize that about me and motivate me to do better mm-hmm. and be able to you know you see I was always the top school I mean it's always gonna propel you to becoming a better athlete exactly. at the end of the day yeah uh before before we had before we get into your UCF journey I just want to say and I've said this a hundred times to you thank you so much like it really means a lot for you to come to this podcast and sh- and share the first half of your story because you're you're inspiring so many people and so many people are watching this. I know you guys are listening, and I'm just truly humble to be able to share that. You know, you're so courageous, strong, and God, I might get emotional. You know, <laughs> but you're just, you're an amazing person. And, 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 and you were talking about UCF. I mean, that's, that's another half of your, of, of your experience, college experience. And, and, and this is where I'm excited about it. Okay. Oh, uh, yes. I really appreciate all those things that you just said. It's so sweet of you. And that hits, that hits my heart really good. I love Cause you're, Cause like, honestly, you're, you're literally like, like, like we talked about this. There's, there's going to be at least one person, if one person can listen to this and say, hey, 
this really this helped me change the way I look at this at this situation. And and I'm gonna reach out to Kirsten like about this. That for me, that for me is a huge win. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get this podcast. I mean, looks like it's pretty small, but you know, it's not gonna get the whole world. But if it can get one person change their world, one eighty, that for me, it's like for me, that's a huge win. Knowing that I had a platform to help, like get your story out. Yeah, man, you're, Chris, you're about to make me cry. <laughs> it's okay, man. You know, real men cry. Fine. Yeah, this, Fine. this, this, this is this is a topic. I like I said, I'm. I'm truly passionate about it. And, and we need to talk about this more. Yeah. It's a very sensitive topic. And, you know, I, I've told the story a lot. And and each time I tell it, I get stronger. You know, I, I can say it without my voice shaking. And that's and that's how I know that, like, I'm growing. I'm healing. The whole process of that is so long and so hard. And you feel like you take three steps forward and 20 steps back. But, like, mm-hmm. You know, at this point, I look back on all of it and I'm just like, wow, like all of that has made me somebody that I never thought I could be. And like, and that's the best part about it is that like when you don't give up, when things get hard, you surprise the hell out of yourself and you become this, this person that like, you know, you can help other people. You can give them advice because you've experienced so much. And like, it's just such a beautiful thing to be able to like, your story to be able to change someone's life. So that's really my goal here and sharing it. It's not to get any sort of like pity or sympathy. Like I don't, I don't need that. And I would love anybody to reach out to me and, you know, share stories. And and even if you don't want to share, like just if you need advice or just like a positive, you know, person in your life, like I'm, I'm here. I I always post positive things on my Instagram and I know. I love this by the way. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's pretty much like my goal. My life goal is definitely to like help people see the light, help people see the good in everything and, you know, move with love and and this experience is what really actually made me feel that way and what made me start thinking like that. And so I'm very grateful, honestly, that I went through it all. I'm very grateful for these experiences even though they were because it's it's one of those things where you you never thought you could live through something like that mm-hmm. and you you do you it happens and you're still alive and you're still going you know that's your purpose right there like the fact that you're breathing and that's how i like to think about all of the things that go wrong in my life you know this is a reason there's a reason this is happening i'm going to get through it i always get through it and so and coming out of iowa western with that kind of i guess like outlook i, I wasn't fully there when i got to ucf but um, I was definitely like on the way to like this mindset and it, it's still taking me long. I'm not, I'm not finished. I will not, mm-hmm. nowhere near finished. I never will be. There's always something to learn, but yeah. So I guess I'll get into UCF. UCF. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, when I first went to UCF, I was extremely excited um, to get there. And when I got there, it was such an experienced team. It was so many so many people that had been on the team for years and years. And so the rookies that year, it was a very small number of us. So when we got there, we didn't know anything. And all of them already knew everything and they had known everything for years. So they didn't, they weren't really too helpful with um, learning all the game day material and stuff. So I struggled a lot in that area. And then there was a lot of drama that year, a lot of situations that happened. And 
I'm not going to get too much into that because it's not really my place to talk about. But Mm -hmm. um, for me, my position in all of that was like in the middle. I didn't really have a side. I didn't know who I agreed with. I I knew that I, you know, I, I was inspired by a lot of people in the team and I loved them all. And then you know, I just saw a big divide and, and it, it really hurt me because I felt like I picked the wrong place. You know, at first I was like, this is, this isn't right. I should have, I should have chose Hawaii. And that's how I felt a little bit at the beginning of that year. And, um, eventually, you know, we get, we get all the way to national season and then we come out in sixth. And even then I was just like, Oh my, I couldn't believe it. You know, I, sixth I couldn't place. believe sixth place. Like, that really blew my mind and it, it really hurt me. It hurt my ego, you know, it hurt my confidence. I was like, man, I don't even want to walk around here right now. <laughs> it was very hard for me because I'm super competitive. Because that year you were, I mean, you worked your butt off. Yeah, right? I mean, I always do. I, I love national season. Like, I, I really do. Like, I, I'm so, like, serious around that time. <laughs> it's not always a good thing, but uh, you know, you work don't mess around stuff. with Kirsten, dude. Yeah. Don't you better not drop a stone. <laughs> she will. She, she... <laughs> but like, <laughs> nah, nah. They know. They know. I was. I'll be kidding if I ever get bad about it. I feel like you would be the top person to like. If I were to be your base, and I dropped a stone, you would be like, "What the? <laughs> Give me ten burpees, like twenty burpees." I'll probably make you hit it, like. I'll probably make you do it like 10 times more though. If we do drop it. I, like, I like that though. But yeah, I like that. I like perfection. And you know, that's, that's hard because perfection is impossible, but you know, <laughs> you live and you learn. So I keep, I, we get six and I'm just like, oh man, you know, this is just, just terrible. You know, I feel terrible. This is annoying. But right after I was like, I did the same thing I did every other year that I lost. I was like, you know what? It's it's next year now. As soon as we got done those awards, it was next year. And I was like, all right, I don't really care what we just did. Yeah, we got six, but we still I still got another year of competition here. I'm not done yet. Like, I'm ready. Like, so our returners, the people that a lot of people graduated out, and you know, we basically had a brand new team like last year. Pretty much half the team was freshmen, and so. Um, I guess that was unusual for UCF. I'm not really sure. I had only been there one year before that. So, um, but yeah, it was a lot of rookies. And so, and I was, I was fortunate enough to be a leader on the team and, and, and the other leaders on the team were just great people. You know, the people that stayed back and like had one more year, like everybody was just mm-hmm. so genuine. And that, and that I think was key into our success that year was everybody just being genuine about how we talk to each other like on the daily, like we were just respectful. We, we didn't like, we didn't like to shit talk. We didn't, we didn't like to go around and, you know, if there was a problem, we solved it and we got all together and we talked about it. And we actually did have one of those moments um, during national seasons where we had this one practice where literally every single routine we threw, like somebody was on the ground. Like it was like falls, like crashing. It was, it was terrible. It was no, like literally. And after that, I, I said something in the group chat and I was like, Hey, this needs to stop. Like you need to all get to my house. We're going to sit down. We're going to watch all of the videos that we've been taking of our practices. And we're going to talk about what we need to do in the routine to make each other feel comfortable and feel happy and have fun with this. Because that's where we got to the point where we were just not having fun. You know, 
you get up, you get to a point in national season where you get up and you're doing the same thing every day and you just dread it. You dread going in there and doing the warm up every day. You dread warming up the skills and like having to throw all those full outs, you know, it just gets so, it's so tedious and routine. It's like, you want to do something else, but you can't. And so like, that's the point we were at. And when we all got together, we, you know, we all just expressed like, um, just little things that we needed throughout the routine, like just eye contact in certain spots, just a, a word of encouragement before a certain skill. Small little things, and, right? And those little things really do like, like they make up the routine and they make it look fun too. When you're having fun with your teammates on the mat, like the crowd is going to see that. And, mm-hmm. and so that's where we kind of like the switch flip for us. The next practice we went in, it was like, like literally 50 times better. It was, it was just such a better vibe. Everybody was a lot more positive we were hitting our stuff like it was good and then like and i'm not gonna lie throughout the whole national season we barely hit any routines like up until like semifinals and finals like we really we really waited <laughs> to hit that routine <laughs> um, <laughs> after uh we competed at semifinals well actually first we'll tell you about this this was actually really funny but it's not funny actually at all <laughs> no yeah. this is this is <laughs> <laughs> this is a game day yeah okay so we competed in game day and for semifinals i had a straight up one-on-one that i had mid-layered and unfortunately i don't even know how this happened it was like a fluke like literally have never that pyramid has never fallen in our lives except for that day at semifinals and so unfortunately we did not make it into finals for game day so for me i was like I was so mad because it was my it was my pyramid that fell and you know I I just couldn't believe that it fell I I was honestly just completely baffled I didn't know what happened I was like a straight up one one are you kidding me like I literally have <laughs> no to middle, like middle base a double up one 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 tomorrow and I just dropped a straight up like oh my gosh this is insane yo your confidence <laughs> yeah confidence I, is down I feel like <laughs> no like. I think for me, if I dropped, if I dropped something at a warmups, it was like, let's say a full up and I had to do like a full up lib. All right. There's no way if I, if I can't do a full up, there's no way I can do a full up lib. Yeah. But you know, it's like, well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe my skills are pretty weak, but, yeah, <laughs> but you know, you know what I'm saying though? Yeah. You go through this, like you go through this train of anxiety yeah. about it, and you know you can do it because you've done it so many times and it's just, mm-hmm. like, crazy, you know? And so like, after that, I was just really upset because I, I felt like I had kissed my chances of getting any sort of ring, like goodbye at that point. Because I was like, I'm not going to get a game day ring. I'm not getting a ring. Like, it's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Everyone had told me that if I ever went to UCF, I would never get a ring unless it was for game day. And so I was like, man, it's really gone. I really didn't get it. And so we go and we compete semifinals for the actual, like, nationals music routine and um we we hit and it's great we feel amazing after we we're just so excited that we hit our routine and you know we're just pumped you know and i'm mm-hmm. feeling really good and we're sitting there watching our dancers do their um i think it was semifinals for them and i'm sitting with two of my teammates and one of them looks at me and goes dude we're in first and i was like dude shut up get out of here like i'm literally bro that's not funny like that's not a funny joke i'm not laughing and he's like no i wish i was kidding but like i'm not and i was like what do you mean you wish you were kidding but you're not 
and he shows me and I'm like, oh my God, like we're really in first place right now. This is insane. I can't even believe that I would ever see that on a paper. Mm-hmm. And, and like, and also I knew that Kentucky had hit as well. And so I was very confused. I was like, wait, what, what's going on here? And then like, um, I just, I was just really excited from there. Like at that moment when I found out that it was real, like we were in first place after day one, I, I got this like sudden like urge of just like goosebumps all over my body. My heart started beating super fast. I just felt like, you know, it's like when you, when you're super passionate about something and like it's coming into fruition for you, like that was what I was feeling. Like it was just super exciting for me. Like I was like, oh my God, like there's a chance. There's really a chance that I <laughs> like we come out of this with a ring. Like, yeah, come on. This is, this would be the perfect fairy tale ending to this shit show story of mine. You know, <laughs> that's how I was thinking. Yeah. Like, all right, all right. So all I need to go out there and do is the same thing I did yesterday. And, you know, maybe smile a little harder if I want, you know, and so I like, I'm feeling really good. I'm in a really good position. And, and the best part, I think the next day we get up, we get ready, we do our little practice thing and then we go back and we relax a little bit and we get in the, we get in the van and we go and we're, we're, we're all feeling really good in the bus. All the girls are together. We're vibing, listening to our music, you know, everybody does that. And one thing that we did do that I loved about this year was like one of my favorite parts before we competed um after we had done our little like stretch warm-up before we go and do the warm-up in the back um we all the girls we all got together and we went in the bathroom and we were just reciting this little like I am speech like one of the girls on the team was like I am a baddie I am talented. I am tight. I am sharp. Like all this, like we were saying all these things and like as a team though, like it was like she would say it and we would all echo her. And it was just like super empowering, low key. Like it's such such a dumb it sounds but like it's so it was so great. At the moment you felt like Yeah. yeah. Like what's good? Yeah, what like what's good, teams? You yeah. see us out here ready. <laughs> yeah, like we were just feeding ourselves this confidence, you know, and like, and for us, like our routine was very easy. Like at that point, like we had down down our sense a little bit too. So like we were pretty like, you know, very pumped and very sure that we would hit. And mm-hmm. and that was the best part, I think. And this is like, we're standing in the back about to walk on the, out on that mat. And, and this is like the first time I was standing there looking at all my teammates and I just had no anxiety. I was... I was so confident. I felt so comfortable on that team with those people on that mat with me that I was going to be fine. No matter what I did, I would be fine. I literally looked at all my partners, anyone I touched in their team, and I, was, I looked at them like, oh, Mitt, oh, yeah, I'm good. Oh, Cam, I'm good. Judge, I'm good. Colton, I'm good. He's got Deal me. that confidence, you know? dude. Yeah, and, and it was just great. And, and you know, I, I had never felt that way before I walked on the mat, and that's how I knew. Like, low-key, deep, deep down, I knew this is different than any other year I've ever gone out here. And this is the last time I'll ever do it. So I'm about to go out there and put on a show for these people. Cause this is it for me. Like the last, the last show, man, like, let's just go out there and have fun. And it was like my favorite routine too, that I've ever competed. I love the music. It pumped me up. Like it was just super fun. I, the mat talk was great. It was funny. Like some really funny things were said in that routine that I just like, you know, I'll remember everything from it it was Mm -hmm. so great and yeah so we compete we come off the mat and and then I find out you know because Kentucky competed before us I didn't know anything about what they had done before I went out there and I come off and like 
right as we walk out after watching our video, like one of my friends from one of the other teams that I know was like, yo, y'all, y'all just got that. Like, <laughs> for real. And I was like, what do you mean? I got that in the bag. Yeah, they're like, dude, Kentucky literally dropped. And I was like, no way. And I hated to hear that, honestly. I really, mm. I am not somebody that preys on someone's downfall, you know, like, and and either way, I kind of I kind of felt like oh they can hit again. I mean we got first either way. They hit yesterday. Mm-hmm. I, that's how I felt. And and also like I have friends on that team. One of my best friends, like old stunt partners, Ricky Ricky Nunn from he went to Iowa Western with me, and he was on that team. Talented guy. Of course I want him to do well, but you know it was my turn this year. <laughs> that's your your time to shine. Yeah. It was your it was the comeback story. It was the come. It was the cherry on top. Like. How do I end my college career? Yeah, fairy tale ending for real. And so we're sitting out there on that stage holding hands, you know, and like they're just calling the, calling them out like fifth, like fourth, and they get to third, and that's and they call Kentucky, and like I'm like looking across because me and Ricky, we did that like every year. I would just look look across at him or any of my old teammates that were on the mat on other teams because like when you go to Iowa Western, everyone kind of spews out into all these different programs after. So you have a bunch of different friends on other teams that you compete against now. And so like it was mm-hmm. really cool to like see them, see everyone across the mat from you. And, and I saw them and I was like, damn, bro. And then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm in, I'm in this top two for sure. Like I gotta, I gotta, focus up so we're all holding hands super excited and then he says that's like 0.5 we're separated from the first and second and I'm just like thinking in my head but like my immediate thought was oh my gosh if they say UCF for second everything happens for a reason and you better smile and stand up and take that trophy <laughs> with a smile <laughs> on your face. that's what I'm thinking this whole time and then like they did it and it was like this like lightning bolt just went through our whole group we all like did this big jolt and we were like oh my god and we're just squeezing each other's hands so so hard all of us are like crunching down because we're just trying to contain <laughs> excitement, you know we finally say like UCF and literally it was just like an explosion of like all of us just like like I jumped so high I was stomping I was like literally like the happiest person in the world like and it was just so much emotion at that time like it was so great for me because everybody that had been through this whole journey with me was there to see this moment for me and like, it was just, it was just beautiful. And it wasn't just beautiful for me. It was beautiful for a lot of my other teammates too, as well, especially the ones that it was there last year as well. And they had been at UCF all of the years before. So this was also their first win too. So it was, it was just so emotional and just so rewarding. I, you know, there's, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like, like that. You started, you started seeing the vision or the path started to clear up if that makes sense yeah oh my god seem like because you start wondering like holy like wow yeah like this happened to me and and how do how do i overcome this how do i become you know a better person from this it felt so worth it for me like that moment was it was like all the pain all of the sadness all of the hurt all the work that i had been doing on myself it was just so worth it because you know like to come from like being at such a low point a couple of years before and just that process of getting yourself out of that is it's tough and and it requires a lot of dedication you know like and just to to see all of that come out and be worth it it was just like wow like you know life is good 
you know you get rewarded when you do the right things like you you get to feel success when you earn it and and i really mm-hmm. felt in that moment you know like i earned this and and i felt it to the fullest and still to this day i'm a perfectionist so i'll look back on that routine that we won with and i'll think oh my god i could have done that way better like yeah. if they would have done this a little better but you know it doesn't even matter at that point like the feeling i had when i won and and like when we won all together like just seeing the people like individually like each person that won on that team just completely deserved it it was just such a group of genuine hard-working people that like we all sacrifice a little bit of ourselves for each other and and that's a huge lesson and it's really hard for it's so hard to get a team to all go all in on that aspect of mm-hmm. you know just sacrificing your own like your own thoughts about things and like how you think things should go and like all of that is just you know it's we are better as one and that's and that's like a good lesson for anything in life too like working together with people and you know just doing things together always is more powerful than alone and i just i just love that i got to experience this and i'm actually writing a book too so it was a really perfect ending for my you know college year career wait wait hold up hold up writing a book yeah i am i i write poetry a lot and since i've had such a um you know crazy life yeah like i've just struggled and it's a must yeah I mean, how long have you been writing this book? Uh, like about two years. And it's not like I like consistently write it. I'll get into these like spurs where I'll just write, you know? Mm-hmm. And then like sometimes I'll just like, you know, forget about it for like maybe a month and then I'll get back on it. But that's the pretty cool thing about a book though is that, you know, you don't have a deadline. It's my book. Yeah. I can finish it whenever I want and whenever I see fit. And, and that's also the thing is like, I want to see what else happens in my life. You know, this is only the start. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that moment last year when I won, like personally, like it just felt like, it just felt so, it just felt like the gates opened to, to my new life. You know, it was like, mm-hmm. you know what? Like you're finally getting something that you've wanted for so long and you've actually worked for so hard and like, things are looking up for you now. And like, and I just feel that I still feel it like recently, like, you know, I just, things are good. Things are coming for me because I've, I've gone through so much bad, you know, there's a balance there. There has to be a balance. If you, there's always if balance. you worked, you worked early on too. I mean, you're not, you, you didn't grow up as with one of like, you know, like the average person that kind of grows up. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, I had to grow up fast and, and, and it, and it's really hard because like, and luckily I, I was a younger sibling. So my sister was really the one that had to grow up fast, but she has helped me so much just be able to like do my life, you know, like she helped me be able to go to college and like all yeah. these things. And it's like, I never thought I would even go to college because I had such bad grades when I was in high school. And I just, you know, I just didn't think it was for me. I didn't, I didn't think I would excel there. And so now I'm here and I'm at UCF, one of the hardest schools to get into. So it's been, it's been quite the ride and quite the story for me. And I'm just super excited to, you know, see what the future has in store for me. And I'm back at UCF for one more year because I haven't graduated yet. So this is my last year. Can't compete though. I'm out of eligibility. So I will be 
just doing game day. Yeah, just doing game day. If we have game day, hopefully we do. Hopefully. And if we don't, then I'll be there for all the new teammates and I'm down to help them learn. And, you know, I'll help coach them up a little bit Mm -hmm. if I'm allowed and whatever. I'll be there for whatever they need, basically. So, yeah, I'm really excited. It's been been a really long journey, but it's been completely worth it in every aspect. This book... I will be waiting for a copy, <laughs> oh, which, like you said, whenever, whenever you feel like it's, whenever it's out, it's out. Which 2030, 2025. I mean, I don't know next year or not, <laughs> but I just, I mean, I'm, just, I'm tr- like I said, I, I'm gonna say it again over and over, but I'm so humble that you get to share this story on this podcast because this podcast is more, it's, it's more than, it's more than just a podcast. It's about changing people's mind. It's 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 think the positive, which is why the slogan of this podcast is change the narrative. And that is what you're doing, Kirsten. You're you're changing the narrative of of where your life is is heading. And that is just amazing to like witness. Thank you so much. And just, and just see that. Yeah. I mean, um, it's just important. I just think that like someone like me, I'm just not I've never been somebody that's been quiet. I'm always so outgoing, you know, like I'm, I have no filter. Like I would tell you you anything about my life. And, you know, that's one of the stories that I really have had trouble, you know, speaking about obviously. And, Mm -hmm. and now I'm at the point where I can speak about it. And I feel that, you know, if I can speak about this, then maybe I can give other people the confidence to also speak about it. And, also ask for help and also just see that it's not only you that's gone through this, you know, mm-hmm. people go through these things and not even under this, just this like, um, topic. There's so many things that aren't being talked about that people go through. And like, in order to heal, you need to talk about things. Like you need to get them out. You need to find the source of the hurt. And that's basically what I'm trying to do here is just, you know, like express my, my wounds, you know, expose it to the light mm-hmm. and help it's good. People. It's, it's, it's good. And it, it's must because I mean, from what you, from what you shared, it's, you know, it's not easy in the beginning, you know, something like this is so, it, it you know, it's, it's like a scar, right? Yeah. And it's, it's something that you, for, as a friend or for anyone, if you know someone that's going through this, like, like listening is huge. And then, like, it's not their fault. Like, that's, like, you should always encourage that. And just listening, I think for me, that's always, like, in college, like, I knew, like, when I had friends over and I knew they were just want to hang out and stuff and, and make sure they're okay. Like, that for me was, like, I don't know. It's just such such a topic that needs to be talked about. Yeah. And I appreciate you listening. You're, just, you're such a great person. I'm, I just can't wait to see where this goes for you because I, I see it. <sighs> I see it being yeah. really good. I didn't yeah, see this being really good. Into your podcast, I, I love listening to people's stories, and that's why I just was so excited that I got to share mine. I'm just very honored that you let me come on and, you know, speak about my life. Yeah. <laughs> I really no, I'm it. I'm honored, guys. For all of you guys listening, this is because <laughs> of you guys. You know, these people like they're you know, it's it's a community. Spillage here mm-hmm. is a community, and I think I can. I think I can say that because you know a lot of people have like, a lot of people loved it. A lot of people are, just, I mean, sharing it, and and 
say that. Just for me, <laughs> for for me, it is you guys. At the end of the day, it's about you guys. It really is. That is why I'm doing it. Is to really share your story and inspire someone that's going through this. But Kirsten, let me ask you this. Yes. Advice. Advice for someone that if this if there's just one person that's listening and it's it's been going through this, what is some advice you would give them? One of my first pieces of advice would be to if you haven't already done this, just write about your experience and you don't have to show it to anyone. You could even burn it after, but just really organizing your thoughts and putting them on paper is such a therapeutic thing to do just because like then you know you can read it you can read how you're feeling and validate how you're feeling you know and that's and that's a very powerful thing you know and you can, mm-hmm. honestly like it's it's very therapeutic to write down like your feelings and just burn it just to let them let them go you know and like with something like that obviously if you've gone through something like that like that's just a small little piece of advice but like one of the bigger things I would say is obviously don't stay quiet, you know, if you're, you're ever in a situation where you feel uncomfortable and you've said no multiple times and you've, you've asked someone to stop and they didn't, then immediately after you need to go report that. If you felt unsettled in any way, like do it before it's too late, you know, luckily in my situation, I had had text message proof that this had happened to me, but the other girl that he had taken advantage of had no proof and that's why he was still at our school until I decided to report him so you just want to make sure that you're thinking about who you're who you're putting yourself in situations in like don't don't ever meet up with someone for the first time in your room alone it's not a good idea Um, go get some food first maybe feel that person out because not everybody is who you think they are at first will often put on a false image to the outside world and especially to somebody that they do want to take advantage of. So my piece of advice would just be, you know, keep your guard up, make sure that you realize like who you are and that you're not invincible. And these things happen every day and it can happen to you. You know, I never thought it could happen to me and it did. And thankfully it did happen to me because now I can share my story with other people and they can feel comfortable as well sharing their stories and healing. But for me, my biggest step in healing was just um, trying to find my worth again and really build up my confidence. You know, when you go through something like that, you feel you feel ugly, you feel used, you feel dirty. And it's just not true, you know? You didn't, you didn't do this on purpose. This was not, you didn't ask for this to happen. This is not your fault. Like, you're still beautiful, you're still worth it. You know, you're still able to be happy. You're still able to have a life. Like, one of the biggest things for me is going to, piece of advice, I think, like, the last thing I'll say is don't let it define you. Whatever it is that happened, it couldn't even, it could be something completely different than the situation. It could be anything. Do not let it define you. Like, know who you are and make sure you don't lose that, like, sight of that throughout the whole process because, it gets it gets really hard when you start to have a false impression of your own self, and that's the one, one of the hardest things to get out of. So just remember to reassure yourself that you are strong, you are beautiful, 
you are worth it. You know, all of those things are just so important. And even if something hasn't happened to you, the same the same rules still apply, like in any lesson in life. Like anything that's hard for you, don't let it define you. This is just something is a roadblock. You know, you need to you need to go up and down for a second and you'll be fine soon. But like it always it always turns out to be better than you thought it would be and you're going to be okay. You will get out of it eventually and find friends that will help you and support you. Or talk to somebody obviously that is, you know, specializes in this in your situation as well you said it you said it perfectly kirsten and this was like i said this is a different episode this different different episode and i'm just glad like i said once again glad you're able to share it on this podcast and uh but to keep i want to i want to end this with some good energy Hmm. and you your energy it's so, I mean, I've never met you, all right? <laughs> I've never, but but when we talked, uh, guys, we, we talked like yesterday, I believe, yeah, yesterday, yeah. Um, you know, the energy was just there. Yeah. Uh, you know, your energy, like wherever you go, it's just on top. So I'm excited where, where we're going to go after, hopefully UCF, hopefully you can cheer the games. <laughs> but even after that, I'm just excited. I'm static to see where you're, where you're going to go. Thank you. This is exciting. I'm excited um, to see where you're gonna go with this. I am me about the podcast. Right? I'm going like I've already turned a bunch of my friends on to it. It's very good. Hey, very good. All I can say is, if you guys know someone with a story or know someone that with with something that they want to share and know they can help someone out, hit me up. Cause, uh, yeah, just hit me up. <laughs> Cause you know, I, I, you know, it. it it really means a lot when people when people reach out. It it really means a lot. It makes my whole entire day. But uh, guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Uh, if you guys really enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you reach out to Kirsten or you know this podcast. If you feel motivated, make sure you share it. But yeah, hope you guys have an amazing day and take care. Peace and love, Peace. y'all.